Welcome to the Injury and Violence Prevention In-Depth Podcast. My name is Mighty Fine, and I'm the host of this Safe States Alliance production. In this space, we'll engage in dialogue with IVP professionals on a variety of issues to help inform our listeners on the latest trends and hot topics in injury and violence prevention. On this episode, special episode, I think, we will be spotlighting the fantastic work of the Michigan Organization on Adolescent Health, or MOASH. And Deltavia Robertson, Manager of Programs and Health Equity at Safe States, will be serving as our special guest host. Today's episode is sponsored by the Suicide Prevention Resource Center. Be sure to log on to sprc.org to learn more about the resources that they offer. Deltavia, I'm turning it over to you to get us started. Thank you, Marty. I'm happy to guest host today to chat with MOASH staff and youth about their work in building and leveraging youth advisory councils to advance equity in sexual health. We are featuring them today as their work relates to building a stable and equitable injury and violence prevention infrastructure, one of the core components of a model injury and violence prevention program. The Building Equity into Safer States publication was released last month to provide guidance for applying an equity lens to injury and violence prevention efforts. This resource is designed to help injury and violence prevention practitioners improve outcomes for all, especially those at increased risk of injuries and violence due to age, race or ethnicity, abilities, sexual orientation, or any other marginalized identity. The publication is available on our website. I'll begin today's conversation with Natasha Thomas, Program Coordinator at MOASH. Natasha, if you can share a little bit about um, more of the, the history of the Youth Advisory Councils, like how did it get started? Um, can you share a little bit about that story? Yeah, so yep. So MOASH as an organization, and as you stated, MOASH stands for the Michigan Organization on Adolescent Sexual Health. It was an organization that started between like 2008 and 2009, and our first Youth Advisory Council was in, started between 2012 and 2013, and that was My Voice. And My Voice is our, um, well, I would say it's like our general council in the sense that it's just like any youth can join that council. And then from that work with My Voice, MOASH developed several other youth advisory councils that um, were a little bit more specific in terms of the issues or identities that they really focused on. So, for example, we have MIREC, which is the Michigan Youth Racial Equity Council, and that's youth who focus on issues that are, like I said, at the intersection of racial justice, but also sexual health, reproductive justice, um, sexual violence prevention. We have like My Trans Voice, which is for youth who are trans, who focus on that intersection with sexual health. Um, we've had youth advisory councils that have um, worked with youth who want to focus on issues of disability justice. Um, we have a new one, which is My Faith, which is youth who are focusing on issues of faith and religion and reproductive justice. Uh, My Cap, which is consent. So it's uh, we have a lot of youth advisory wow. councils. Goal, um, as you stated, was to make sure that youth voice is really kind of leading this work and making sure that we are addressing the issues that are impacting youth communities. That's fantastic to hear that you are being intentional about engaging young people. And it sounds like it's working for you um, at MOASH. Uh, Are there other benefits to having youth advisory councils 
that you want to share that maybe you guys have learned over the years? Yeah, there's a lot of them. I think, um, you know, when I think about us as an organization, it helps us as an organization to um, to really make sure that we're doing the work that's, you know, being led by youth and being informed by youth. So we, um, in addition to having our youth advisory councils, we also have youth that sit on our organizational board and that, um, you know, we really, I think our organization has benefited a lot by relying on the leadership of youth, right? And having youth lead the work. I think for youth, it provides a space for um, for them to be leaders and to focus on the issues that they want to. I know that in all of the youth advisory councils, there's a strong focus on really like talking to our young people and saying, what is it that we should be focused on? What do you want to focus on? And I think for communities, it, it helps the communities to recognize that our young people, a lot of times we say like young people are the future. Young people are very much the present. Like we have yes. a whole wealth of leadership and expertise in our communities with young people. Um, and so I think one of the things that Moash is really intentional about modeling for uh, organizations and communities is that this is a community of, of, of leaders and experts that we need to be listening to. And it, it really, the benefits are, it benefits, I think, every level mm-hmm. of work. I love that. Young people are the present. Yes. <laughs> not, not just the future. future right there. Yeah, <laughs> not just the future. That's, that's, that's important. And, and also I, I recognize that we're saying youth, but can you define youth to you and to your organization? Like what is, what is the age range? So we define youth um, pretty broadly. And like, so we, um, for my rec, for example, and the different youth advisory councils have different um, age ranges that they work with, but my rec works specifically with 13 to 24. So we recognize that youth is like what we traditionally think of youth, but even beyond that, um, when youth are, you know, college age or beyond that, they're still, um, a certain expertise about like the youth experience and certain support that youth in those communities can get. So we define that, um, you know, pretty broadly. Great. So one thing that Moash has done really well and why we're featuring you today is how you're able to or we're able to leverage your youth advisory council, MIRAC, um, to get some additional funding. And um, that is really important because that's one of the four components of a model injury and violence prevention program. And we just really wanted to spotlight the way that you all were able to take um, the the seed grant money and the, the resources and the support that you got from safe states and um, build on that momentum. So can you share a little bit about how you were able to do that? Sure. So. Um, Safe States was our kind of our launch grant, which we're really grateful for because that helped us to get like started and to um, really kind of form the council. And then after that, we sought um, some federal funding and we also sought like some local funding and we were able to get both of those. So some of our support now come is very um, county county specific to where we are in our region. Um, But then we also got um, like this federal funding that's a little bit more expanded. And so um, and and our work with safe states helped us to do that. When we applied for that funding, for that additional funding, we were able to talk about the work that we were able to do with safe states. So we're really happy that that happened. And um, I think, you know, that that was that was a really the safe states partnership was really critical in us being able to show our other funders what we wanted to do and um, 
and they were supportive of that. So, yes, that's fantastic to hear from, of course, from safe states to see that you were able to kind of grow that work. But also, I think any injury and violence prevention programs out there um, should consider how they can leverage some existing funds and some existing activities in order to continue to expand the work that they're doing. So that's fantastic to hear. Um, but let's go ahead and introduce some of these phenomenal young people we are joined by today. Would you like me to do that? Sure. <laughs> okay. So we have um, we have three uh, members of MyRec. And like I said, these are members who were part of that initial Safe States launch. Um, and so they, like I said, have been critical. They're what I would consider kind of like the leadership of the organization have been critical in helping to shape the advisory council. So I will actually, I will turn it over to each one of them. You can just kind of introduce yourselves and maybe your pronouns. And and then, yeah, I think we can just go right into questions, but I'll turn it over to Nipur. Hi, my name is Nipur. Um, I go by she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm a current student at Michigan State University. And also, can I add that Nupur was a member of MyRec and now is a youth co-facilitator. So all of our um, youth advisory councils have a youth co-facilitator who's like a co-leader that works with the staff member. And so Nupur um, started as a member and is now a youth co-facilitator. So works awesome. pretty closely with me to help facilitate it as well. That's that's fantastic in terms of building leadership skills. Um, so hi, Newport. Very excited to have you here today. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about um, what your experience was um, as part of my RAC? What, what motivated you to join? Yeah, for sure. So before um, joining Moash, I was already pretty involved with health equity advocacy around my campus and in my community. And when I came across Moash, I really resonated with a lot of their um, initiatives or efforts. And seeing MyRec and being a person of color, I thought it was a really interesting opportunity to connect with others also in the same kind of sexual health equity advocacy space. So that was kind of my initial motivation for joining it. And as you can see, I loved it so much. Now I'm co-facilitator um planning on staying there for a pretty long time so yeah well that's fantastic that actually leads me to my next question which was what impact has participating in my rat um had on you um has it influenced your studies has it influenced you in other aspects of your life yeah definitely so first and foremost the initiatives that we put forth through MyRec, they were certainly a lot of fun to put on. I was able to connect with a lot of people in the space like I was looking for. But a little more broadly, I think it's definitely really challenged and changed the way I look at several social justice issues. Like not only was it a supportive community, but I think it was also something that pushed me to explore intersectionality and identities further and overall just become a better advocate for myself along with others in my community. Again, I've been able to connect with so many bright people, and I'm so excited to see what we're able to accomplish going forward. Wow, that sounds like an amazing opportunity. Um, sounds like you were a great fit for uh, MyRAC and for Moash, and very exciting to have you now as a co-facilitator. Sounds like you're ready to go. It seems like Anamika has joined us. So if you will, can you tell us a little bit about um, your experience with the um, Youth Advisory Council with MyRAC and how you got started and what mo motivated you to join? 
Um, For me, I like didn't have much experience with helping and advocating and I like really wanted to get into it. Like sexual violence has always been something that I've been like a big advocate for myself and I wanted to be able to like boost that into my community but like I hadn't had any opportunity. So when I came across MyRec, I was super excited because it was like perfect where it took like two good aspects of my identity and like interests I had in advocacy, looked at the intersectionality between them, which was perfect. That was what really made me want to join because it just seemed like it was very much what I wanted to put dedicate time to and is just like perfectly aligned with what I was thinking. Wow, that sounds great. And and what impact has participating in my rec had on you? For me, I think I've just become so much more knowledgeable about like all of these topics because for our events, we need to research and gather the information first. And it's just amazing how much I've learned in my own research and then seeing my fellow members research and present it to us. I feel like I've just become so much smarter, such a better advocate. I have so much more understanding about all of these topics. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear this because advocacy is such an important role in um, in injury and violence prevention. So it's great to have some young advocates coming up. Um, I understand that we have one more youth that we want to um, speak to in just a moment. But in the meantime, um, Nupora or Anamika, please share you know, what advice would you give to other youth who want to get involved, who maybe um, have similar interests around anti-racism, around health equity, uh, sexual violence prevention? What, what advice would you give them if they want to kind of find opportunities such as Moash to get involved? Yeah, for sure. So on my end, I think I'd say that you're never really too young to make a tangible impact. Um, a lot of the time in these advocacy spaces, personally, what I've seen is that generally I've been the youngest in the group. Like that's, it's, it's, it's just what mm-hmm. it is. You know? And with that kind of having to work a little bit extra hard to make my voice heard and make sure that it's actually being put out there. And with Moash, it was actually the complete opposite. I was, I think, almost one of the oldest in the room, which <laughs> I actually loved because I was able to hear the perspective of so many people. So yeah, you're never too young to make a tangible impact. Like you have to start somewhere. If you have an mm-hmm. opinion that makes a positive impact on people's lives, it it deserves to be heard and put out there. So yeah. I love that. Anamika? Um, for me, I would definitely say like don't let mental or like, you know, what like you would think are is in your way stop you. Like I know I'm like a shy person, so it's always hard for me to like connect with a group. But I think, you know, like find this like this space that aligns with your identity and what you want to do and just be open and honest to learn. Everyone is so amazing and so nice. And you're just going to like be so comfortable because all of these people are here for the same reason as you. Great. And let's hear from Krithi now. I see you're with us. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what your experience has been with my rec. Um, well, I'll introduce myself, I guess, first. Cause I'm sorry, I didn't get to do that. Um, so I'm Krithi. Um, I'm going to be um, a senior in high school. But yeah, my experience with Myrick has been like so cool. Like it's been so cool to like meet so many different people. And like, and I just think like the biggest thing for me, like with Myrick is that I've like made so many connections like that are and like so many friendships and like that thing that like is like so meaningful to me. And I've just, and I've learned so many things. And it's given me like, like, I've just learned so much that I've had so many like different conversations 
classes with like different people with like like anyone like even in my classes like with my teachers of like things that I've learned from my work and like that has just been so amazing to me. I can hear the excitement in your voice. That's fantastic. I wish I had that opportunity as a young person. I think it's really important to build your confidence. And like you you said, I think, Nepore, you have something to say. You have something of value to contribute, you know, no matter how young you are. So I think it's wonderful that you all are getting involved at your age and you're you're able to advocate and, you know, speak up for what you think is important. So I think that's phenomenal. And I'm very excited to have you here with us today. And Natasha, I want to come back to you because I think youth advisory councils are so important. And I know that they're are oftentimes underutilized by a lot of organizations. So what um, what about you all at Moash has made it something that it seems like you you specialize in working with young people, you specialize in building up youth leadership and advocacy and really um, just growing these different avenues for them to, to really get um, that type of experience. So what what is special or what, what are the strategies that you all are implementing over there that makes it work so well? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that we that we do is that we, we really value youth expertise and youth voice. And I mean, we've had youth advisory members who started off as youth advisory members and who became staff and who became like experts on our, like we have we in we incorporate our youth advisory members into our staff. We have them on our board. And what we really, like I said, try to model for other organizations is like not necessarily looking at youth as just, oh, this is a community that we need to like provide services for, but this is a community that we're in partnership with. Like these are also experts and leaders. And so our work with them is not um, necessarily like this hierarchy of like, we're the leaders and the experts. It's like we are partners and we, when we value your leadership and expertise. And so our Youth Advisory Councils, um, we have lots of organizations that, uh, you know, approach us and want to partner because they w- they want to work with our Youth Advisory Councils or they may have like a new campaign that they're doing and they want to get the input from the youth on, you know, is this campaign, is it, um, is it accessible to youth? Is it friendly to youth? Is it something that, you know, that we need to change? Is it intersectional? Is it all these things? And so I think one of the things that, that we do well, and that I really would love to see in more organizations is really shifting that perspective of like, we're just here to service you and really kind of shifting it to know we want to, we are in partnership with youth communities and we, and we recognize them as like leaders and experts in their own own right. And so they are coming to the table, you know what I mean, as that, as like mm-hmm. equitable partners in this yes. process of addressing our community issues. That is equitable community engagement because you are sharing power, you're sharing decision making. You said there's no hierarchy. I think that's really important when you're working with young people or just anybody with lived experience. If you're trying to engage people in the community, and you feel like their voice is important, it's important to make sure that there is not that hierarchy and that they feel welcome in that space and that their voice matters and that they can have a have an impact on the decision making. So I think you are doing a great job as far as modeling that, um, hopefully for other programs to consider. Um, and finally, I just want to know, I think you mentioned something about ground rules <laughs> in the beginning of this. I'd love to hear some of those ground rules. Um, yeah, so what we do at, at- I think across all of youth advisory councils is when we first established the council is to have um, like 
kind of group agreements where the council decides like this is what we would need the space to be in order to feel like we can participate fully and safely. And so um, a lot of times that is stuff around like how we're going to handle attendance, but also things like when we're sharing ideas, how we're going to listen to other people's ideas. And even sometimes like how we handle like conflict or like when we don't agree, um, that is something that gets kind of fleshed out in those agreements too. And that, and that's just a way for us to, as we navigate the work, like have something to refer back to. So if we do have a problem or have an issue, we can always look back at the agreements that we establish to be able to do that. And so, yeah, I, that's kind of always our goal is to, um, and, and I mean, even as an organization, there have been times that we may have had ideas or things that we wanted to do that when we shared them with our young people, They may have said, well, this is not a good time to do that right now, Mm. or um, we don't think this aspect or this this doesn't really work. And we um, have really had to like listen and say, okay, maybe we need to change that or adjust that or not do that because what we're hearing from our young people is that this is not the direction that we need to go. So just, I think that that collaborative spirit, both within our councils, but also within our organization of working with our youth is really important to us. I love hearing that. It makes me think about how we navigate different priorities because you may have priorities that are, you know, for from the funder, your organizational priorities, and then your youth priorities. And you have to kind of find a way to balance all of those things. And it sounds like the ground rules are one of the ways that you are able to do that. And then making sure that you're inclusive um, and including the voice of young people so that they don't feel left out in that process. Well, that's really all that we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I loved hearing about the great work that you all you all are doing. At, at Moage and look forward to the great work that you will continue to do. So thank you to Newport, Krithi, and Anamika. I appreciate you today. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having thank us. Moash is currently recruiting for their 2023-2024 Youth Advisory Council cohort. Applications can be found on their website at www.moash.org. Thanks again for listening to IVP In-Depth. Be sure to subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And you can also follow Safe States on Twitter at Safe States and LinkedIn. And don't forget to check out our website, safestates.org, for more injury and violence prevention tools and resources. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Suicide Prevention Resource Center, for supporting Safe States and helping us to create space for programs such as this. This is your host, Mighty Fine, signing off. And until next time, stay safe and injury-free.